The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. I've just been sitting there in the corner clutching my little anxiety blanket, just lost in these sex scenes. And Michael Lucas. How does it not look like you've got an enormous wang on the stage? This is Emsolation. Not that you're in any way biased. How dare you? How dare you point out exactly what I am? You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain. And together with my best friends since I was 11, screenwriter and podcaster, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every Thursday at 6am, only on Spotify. If you are listening right now in the six o'clock hour, I love that you do that fresh. I know a lot of you do. I know a lot of you wait and you get up and you do your morning huffy puffy or you're driving to work or you're coming home from work, whatever the case, I love that you get in fresh. And if you're here a week late, that's fine too. <laughs> I'll take you all. Well, it's a sad old time for those of us who are over 35, who are gay men, who are <laughs> anyone who's Australian with a soul. We lost a great, we lost a good one. Dame Olivia Newton-John passed away at 73, uh, from a long, long and hard-fought battle with breast cancer. She had cancer for over 30 years off and on and in that time became a huge advocate for people with cancer, especially breast cancer. She built her wellness centre. She has raised so much money and provided so much relief and education and advocacy for people. And, you know, most people who get cancer understandably just want to focus on themselves and getting well, but she didn't do that. She turned the light out. She also obviously gave us Grease and Xanadu and a mum for Christmas and the Let's Get Physical film clip and just so many incredible moments that going back through them now this week, I cannot believe (laughs) happened in a lot of cases. She had a huge effect on me as a kid. I first saw her, obviously, as Sandy in Greece. And from that moment on, the love affair between Olivia Newton-John and Emraciano started. And then straight after Greece, my auntie showed me Xanadu. Can you imagine? And then straight after that, I saw a mum for Christmas. It's a Christmas wish for the mom she never had. It's what I want. You want a mom for the holidays. So it was just, she imprinted on me. You know how like when wolves imprint on humans, like if you've seen Twilight, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That happened with me and Olivia Newton-John. I got to meet her on three separate occasions. All three, you know, they say never meet your heroes. Well, I can tell you, she, above and beyond what I hoped, she had a magical aura. She had this sparkly cloud around her and like light Every time, I, every time I would be in her presence, I could see little pinpricks of light shooting out from her skin, which I now know is a quirk of my brain, but I still think it was real. 
I met her first when um, I went to see Xanadu the musical. My friend Christy Willen-Brown starred as Kira and she was there for opening night. Of course she was, how supportive. And I got to meet her afterwards and I may have burst into tears. <laughs> I had had a few what warns and she was so gracious and lovely and I think I even broke into Xanadu. I think I just started singing Xanadu and Olivia joined in. The same thing happened to my dad. When I introduced my dad to Lionel Richie, I was interviewing Lionel Richie and I said, Lionel, do you mind if I ring dad? And he's like, no, of course not. And I rang my dad and I said, Dad, Lionel Richie's here. And instead of saying hello, Vinzi just started singing, Young Girls Are My Weakness, which is a song that Lionel sung, which Kate Sobrano obviously sung about young boys. But that's just, that's just, must be maybe it's a genetic quirk. I don't know. <laughs> but I did the same thing. I was like, a place. And she sang along. The second time I met her was an interview that many of you have seen with her and John Peter Farnham. They were doing their Christmas album and we got to interview them down the line. We weren't in the same room, which is probably best for John. I spent the entirety of that interview barely acknowledging Olivia's existence. I mean, oh, Olivia, sweet. I love you too. Obviously, let's get physicals while I wear leotards when I do stand-up comedy. I love you. <laughs> and it haunted me. It truly haunted me. When she left, I said to my producers, did I even speak to Livy? Did I even acknowledge her? And then the third time was in 2020 on the project. She was in town supporting Chloe, her daughter, on Dancing with the Stars. And I got to sit opposite her for 10 minutes and I got to speak to her and I made her laugh. Your Majesty, National Treasure, Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> First of all, I owe you an apology. A couple of years ago, I interviewed you and John Peter Farnham and my obsession with him has only rivaled my, my obsession with you. And I ignored you for 20 minutes and just spoke to him. I've thought about it every day since. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> and then we chatted afterwards and she held both my hands and I said to her, thank you for being just so magic. And she was, she must get that all the time. But I don't know, I just, during that interview with her, she spoke about how she'd stopped treatment and how she was just trying to live a happy life and have no pain. Well, all I can know is that my last MRI, which is an exam where they look inside, things are shrinking, going away, we're staying the same and I'm living well with it and feeling great. And all of us got the sense that that kind of meant that, you know, she'd accepted that cancer was going to probably be the thing to take her out and she didn't want to put any more chemicals into her body and we all kind of felt like that was her way of maybe even starting to say goodbye. So I, I don't know, I just felt this need to thank her while I had the chance to because I didn't know that I'd ever get another chance. I mean, she's living in John and she lives in California. It's like someone I would call up, but I had been given three chances to tell her how much she meant to me. So I did that and I'm so glad I did that. She looked me in the eye and she laughed and she said, you're welcome. And she had the most musical laugh. So I'm, I'm glad she's not suffering anymore. I know she was surrounded by friends and family. She fought so hard. She did so much good. She brought so much joy to the world. I'm so grateful that she was here and that we had her. I know a lot of you were upset and affected and I really was and I always feel weird about celebrity deaths. How sad should we feel? We didn't know them. I felt this way when Robin Williams died as well. Just trying to process, I don't know this person, like they don't know me, why do I feel so much grief? But I think with Robin certainly, his brain, the way he functioned and how fast he was, this was before I was diagnosed with anything, he made sense to me. I knew he was my people 
And Olivia, I don't know, for me, she just had that same feeling. Before I do get into the main chat, I will warn you, uh, I know I always do, I feel like this is a weekly warning. I'm going to have to do a segue fan because i got to shake the sad dust off. Hang on. We talk about Olivia first and it's a happy memories chat. I tried to keep it light because I knew I was going to do this intro. So I wanted to come out of you and I talking about Olivia in a sentimental way into just some great facts and I don't know, I just, I didn't want you to feel like I was being disrespectful, but I did feel the need to have some happy memories around it. And then we talk about Beyonce's released a Vogue remix of her song, You Won't Break My Soul, which obviously Michael had to do the screaming goat noise too. And then we finish on something um, that may have scarred my daughter for life. I have a thing called, no, I'll wait, I'm going to wait. Just know that it's, something I've never spoken about on stage. It happens to me when I'm being intimate with someone and I thought I was the only person in the world it happened to, but Michael found a tweet and sent it to me and rocked my world, truly, because this thing that I thought was only mine is a thing (laughs) and my daughter had to sit through the entire chat. Um, But she was great. She was great. All right. In we go. Thanks for being here. (sighs) still sad. I'm going to try the dust again. Play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Oh, gang, sorry. There needs to be an outro to the intro. What you're about to hear is Marcella has spent the last 10 hours on set at her new job. She has a new job. She's working on five bedrooms. And she walked into this into the office wearing leggings. And I instantly thought, oh, God, well, she's going to get thrush. Um, <laughs> so I just started recording as she sat down. Uh, and this is the, the chat that you're coming in on. There's no, like, I say hello later, but we just thought we'd leave it in. Please enjoy, question mark. I know, it's the second she walked in from today, from set, I looked at her in my mind, I said, thrush. And then I said, and then I made a mental note, buy a family pack of Caniston from Chemist Warehouse because she's going to need it. Oh, my God, I'm not going to wear leggings every day. Listen, I... I'll go... Twice a when week. I was your age, I got rampant thrush because I didn't know all because all I wore was you know. Leggings. You needed you. <laughs> I, exactly. Nobody told me. I literally all right, I'll put go Mondays leggings, Thursdays. Leggings. I literally put Yo Play on my vagina because that was all that was available. Can't because I heard. Not. Yes. Have you been recording? <laughs> oh my god! Because I heard some. I was I, I heard some girls talking about it at school, and I think it was in Dolly Doctor, and I was like, "What's a, what's a way to get rid of uh, like thrush without telling my parents?" And the answer was natural yogurt, but I didn't have any natural yogurt because my dad just bought strawberry. Cause this is, so I put strawberry yo play on my yeast infection on my vagina. Yo play is French for yogurt, and I let it lay there overnight. Oh, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ew. I always respect the lady that discovered that, though. 
She had, someone had to do that first. putting yo play. Yogurt on your vagina because no. it was itchy. Someone had to do that first. Why would you put yogurt? I don't know. That's always obsessed with that. There will be a non-sand nurse if it gets debilitated. Oh, <laughs> 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 my God. Hello, everybody. Uh, Michael Lucas sitting there in a golden gay time. T-shirt. But you seem strangely non-plus by. Yeah, I was expecting either John or Olivia today. Oh, okay. Because you did know before you left the house. That's true. And you chose that T-shirt after being the person who well, broke I... to me. I woke up this morning and my eyes were just opening and there was a picture of Olivia Newton-John and I was just like, no, not today, sir. Oh, no. I was so, I, it was the first thing I saw. It's the first thing. And this is this is the type you chose to well, honour her. Well, I think Olivia you, you so would supply a, a living golden gay time. She's golden. <laughs> she gives us a gay time. She does give us a gay time. Talking to your microphone. I am sorry. Fist away. Fist away. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> um, we did lose Dame Olivia Newton John. I genuinely cried. I sent you a picture of my crying face. You did. To say you knew. You know grief is intense when someone <laughs> takes a picture of it and takes it. I only sent it to you. That's true. I wanted to prove. Because sometimes people write, lol, I'm pissing myself laughing and they've actually got no expression on their mm. face. And I'm so dramatic. So I sent to you, oh, I'm actually crying. You'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I wanted you to know in this instant I actually was crying. I wasn't being dramatic. I want but you I to say, no, I very rarely doubt when you say you're crying that you're crying. In fact, often I suspect that you might be crying just even in a normal interaction. I'm accustomed. She's gone. Yeah. She's actually gone. Well, And no. so many people messaged me this morning. I love... Saying, are you okay? Mm, I love our brand alignment. Sometimes my brand alignment is vaginas. Mm-hmm. I can't think why. Flashback to the opening four minutes of this podcast. <laughs> I put strawberry yo play on my yeast infection on my vagina. And sometimes it's with Dame Olivia Newton-John. It's just 73 and has had cancer on and off for over 30 years. Yeah. So she passed away at home peacefully and here's some fun Olivia Newton-John facts that you didn't know. Okay, hit me. Fourth on Eurovision. I did know that. The year. Oh. Abba won with Waterloo. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you have to lose to anyone. Do you think that's why we never speak about it? Because it's all about Waterloo? Her Eurovision performance. Didn't she represent the UK? UK. Yes, she was born there. She was. Don't talk about it. Doesn't matter. No, I I think it's necessary for us as a country to deny that information. Like Russell Crowe was born somewhere else. We don't want to know. Oh, no, they can have him back. That was New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Her sister, Rona, visited the set of Greece. And fell in love on the spot, first sight with Kaniki. Kaniki, I did know that and too. And they married. Yeah, still together, aren't no. they? No, no, both oh. dead. Oh. oh, oh, yeah, one year after the other. And that was a huge loss for Liv because she was very close with her sister. Okay. What else? What was the other? I've fact? got one. Okay. Her brother Hugh Newton John. Where did he work? Fairfield Hospital with our That's parents. Right, with our parents. Our parents worked with Olivia's brother, mm. and that was so exciting for me growing up. Mm. Olivia Newton-John didn't want to do Greece, did not want to do it, didn't want to play a mature juvenile role. Right. Did she think she was too old for the role? She was, but we still accepted it. 29, playing 17. Had come off a bad movie too. Oh, and didn't she, wasn't she like 
I'm not sure that I can act. And then they said, well, we'll do a screen. She insisted no, no, on a no, screen no, test, no. didn't me, she? I'll, okay. I'll tell All you right, why. tell me. You tell me. Let me tell you. Okay. She came off a bad musical movie and her music career was going quite well and she was scared to do another musical. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I'm not going to do all these excuses. I'm too old. I can't do the American accent, da-da-da. John Travolta was like, I want her. I must have mm. her. So John Travolta rocked up to her house, mm. this smouldering. She'd only seen him in Welcome Back, Cotter. He'd just finished filming uh, Saturday Night Fever, but she hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So he walks up the driveway with the blue eyes and the tight pants and mm. they spent the whole day together and he was very respectful. They were hanging out with her animals. Of course. And he said, you know, I really want you to do it. I want you to do it. And she said, look, I need to see us together on screen. I will do a screen test. I'll audition. Mm. And then the rest is history. And then halfway through Greece when they were filming, they got the Saturday Night Fever movie without the music and mm. they all had a screening and she watched it with the rest of the cast mm-hmm. of Greece and she said, thank fuck I agreed to do this movie with him because he's going to be massive. Mm. We just washed the hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time and you, and you hit it. He hits my hair. There you go. She was right. She knew. Oh. So, I mean, for me, Greece obviously was the first introduction to Olivia Newton-John, but I got the smash hits of, I got Greece, and then I got Xanadu very quickly after that, and then I watched A Mum for Christmas. <laughs> yes, often discounted in her filmography, but not, not, not in this room. Now, in between there, there was a movie called Two of a Kind that she did with Travolta. I remember that. Two of a Kind. premise of that movie. It was supernatural, wasn't it? Like what? <laughs> he had stolen money from the mob. Yeah. She was a snitchy bank teller. Yeah. And they had four angels watching over them. Right. It was it's complicated. So bad. There's a lot going on. <laughs> they didn't recapture the famous chemistry of Greece. No. But then she moved on to a mum for Christmas. Yeah. And well, I'll go back to Xanadu first. So that opening scene, I remember this is Gene Kelly's Last movie. Gene Kelly was in Xanadu. Mm. That's something I forget. Mm. Do you forget that? I think so. Well, because for me, there is no greater icon than ONJ herself. So, But that was his final movie, the last one. Mm. And I remember sitting there watching it. I think I was with my auntie Rachel. And that opening scene is bonkers. It's a skate group number with Gene Kelly leading Mm. the pack Mm. on roller skates. And then she appears as Kira a.k.a. Tipsikari, I had to write it down because I never knew how to say it as a kid, but she was actually one of the muses, mm-hmm. one of the Greek muses. And um, Jane Kelly said she was roller skating and there was no storyline because, you know, there was no storyline, they never actually wrote a script. Oh, why would you? They kind of had the framework and ELO wrote the songs and, and she said we were literally, this is all in her autobiography, mm. they were making it up on set. <laughs> how amazing. <laughs> Imagine going. Just a little bit of a script and some fucking killer Look, songs. As a committed screenwriter, I support this. <laughs> they had ONJ on roller skates. They knew that was all they needed. Oh, my God. And she had to learn to roller skate. And Chloe revealed in the interview that we did, actually, that she broke her coccyx bone oh. very early into the Ooh. film and had to sit on, like, a hemorrhoid cushion the whole time in between takes because she'd never roller skated before until Xanadu. Oh, my God. Wild! What a woman. Oh, my God. I love that movie so much. But I just want to take you to, what do you remember of a mum for Christmas? I I have a very vivid memory. Like, she, in my mind, in a mum for Christmas, she was somehow, like, 
I remember it being a mannequin brought to life or some sort of mum bought in a store. Correct. So, right. young girl named Jessie, her mother yeah. died. She's wandering yeah. around the store. Yeah. The woman who played Ray Romano's mum, and everybody loves Raymond, yeah. is the magical fairy godmother. Okay. Also works at the store. Yeah. She's walking around and she says, I wish I could have a mum for Christmas. Yeah. And Livy Newton-John's there with a beautiful mannequin. Yeah. Okay, Amy. And Ray Romano's mum hears this. Mm. And then it, during the night, uh, she taps Olivia Newton-John on the nose, okay, Amy, mm. and she comes to life. And just at that moment in time, Jesse and her father are at home and he's thinking about placing an ad for a nanny. Mm. Thinking about it, but doesn't actually. But then there's a knock on the door. There it's raining, it's raining. There she is, standing there, stunning. Olivia Newton-John, beret, white dress, coat. Everything's still got tags on it because she's lifted it all from the shop. Very long, straight hair, I remember. Very long, straight hair. Fringe? Fringe. Yeah. With a little white, like Mr Sheffield from the nanny kind of vibe thing in the okay. fringe here at the start, at the front. Looks a lot like um, Goldie Horn, actually. Mm. If I had to pick, like, you know, think of Goldie Horn with mm-hmm. the fringe and the big eyes. Often do, yep. She comes in and the ad's never got placed like Mary Poppins, you know? Like, it just didn't happen. But she's here to do the childcare in exchange for room and board with the hot widower and his little girl. But Jessie can only have her for Christmas unless some other mitigating circumstances. But I remember watching this thinking, fucking hell. Fuck Die Hard. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. This is the best Christmas movie of all time. (laughs) Have you watched it recently? I did start watching it on YouTube before and I just wanted to sit and do it. As Chella did point out, it did look like a lot of bass on the way. Are you okay over there? Has the thrush got to your brain? Yeah, I, I, I gotta be honest, I really zoned out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch a mum for Christmas just for that. Great, can't wait. I feel weird when I see people post, you know, their one photo with celebrities when they die, right? <laughs> I hate it. Until this morning. Until this morning. I just think there are a few exceptions. What I love about the picture that you post is your face is so intense. Uh-huh. You are you are managing a smile, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's like, there is a solid 40 years of history that is yeah. just like I sitting there. I only put it on the insulation page, Oh, did you? It's okay. also expertly cropped. Oh, yeah, like, cropped Chloe out. Definitely cropped. Oh, <laughs> brutal. I feel like she'd be used to that. <gasps> if Olivia Newton-John's your mum, Mm. And you two are walking down the street and someone comes over and says, it's going to have a photo. How many not... photos do you reckon she's been yeah. a crop fan not... of today? Oh. <laughs> They're not asking for a Chloe Latanzi photo, oh. I'll tell you right now. No. But, oh, no, I posted that on the insulation because the insulators will forgive me for that photo. On yeah. my actual page where people are much meaner, it was just a video. Okay, fair but enough. I did not put that photo. It was a video of your interview with her. Yeah, mm. her, and, her and Chloe. But I know, I always judge people when someone dies. I'm like, oh, who's going to be the first person to post their bloody selfie? Oh, here we go. Do I like croc work? They start rolling in today. Yeah. I was. You were that person. <laughs> but ONJ, she demanded it. But I met her three times. And yeah. she and she remembered the job. Like, we were, it was okay. Like, Olivia would have been okay with me doing that. I'm I, very sure. I have no doubt. Let's get physical so before it's time. Iconic. Right? Mm. Do you remember what happens at the very end of the film clip? I remember, is it a bit gay? Not even a bit, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Two men walk off holding hands. Oh, my God, she was ahead of her time. She was. Hi, gay. <laughs> Hi, gay. And she looks a lot like Princess Di. Did it? Why did no one ever think about that? They had the very similar hairstyles. She did. She was a good-looking lady. Did you see the main event, her and Anthony Warlow and John Farnham? Yes, of course. I think you're lying. Why do I think that? <laughs> You don't want Farnham diluted. That's why. You want just full Farnham. Yeah, I didn't. 
I can't. Okay, I told my mum to say that. Hi, Dick. I also was sex educated because of Olivia Newton John. You were? Yeah, I told my mum to say that. <laughs> I was sex educated because of her. Because tell me. The exact moment of my sex education came from Greece. And it came from the lyric in Summer Nights, there's a lyric where they go, Did she put up a fight? And that's I, coercion. Yes, exactly. It was weird. And I was I was really confused by that line. And I said, What what put up a fight? What about? And mum went, Well, about you know, about going to bed with him. And in my mind, I'm like, why would you put up a fight about that? You just lie in the bed, go to sleep, whatever. And then she's like, well, to, you know, putting, to make love to him. And I'm like, what? And my mum was like, this is okay. This is it. Your sex talks Genesis origin story is Greece. Totally. Hi, gay. Absolutely. (laughs) And I still remember my mum. Tell me how she explained it. Well, it's very important. DJ's voice. What I do remember is that she was... Doing cleaning up the kitchen and doing the dishes, and she stayed very focused on, on that while, she, while she was explaining this. Yes, okay, so the, it was a sort of like a cabin. lackered wooden yep. bench as she cleaned up and sort of said, "Well, about going to bed." But I remember that she explained it all to me. But she, the thing that she left out with the crucial detail, she didn't explain what an erection was. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was all like she, she was very like the man inserts his penis in the woman's vagina. So you imagine him just trying to stuff in a basically, flaccid, basically like, sausage with no skin, just getting trying to yeah. So we had to have a supplementary discussion about that erection. Yeah. And did she talk to you about orgasms? No, so it was she left very out the erection, confusing. The two best bits. Yeah. She basically <laughs> said penis goes in vagina and then there's sperm and then like it hits an egg and then you get a baby. And she also like I was also Your very. Your mum's a nurse. I know. She also I thought the woman like basically shat out the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a lot. There was. I, th- I sense. I sense she just wanted to get through this. I was also very young. She started very early. I How think I was, old? I think I was about like six or seven, like pretty young, pretty oh, young. Jenny yeah. just put in the VHS of where do I come from and left. So let's start at the very beginning. The first thing to know is that babies are made by grown-ups. One of them has to be a woman and the other a man. Well, that might have been better. <laughs> that might have been better, Jella, when did I tell you about sex? Do you remember? You were, we were in a car, you were trying to get out, remember? And I had to lock the door. <laughs> Don't mind me. No, I remember you trying to force Kaz cookbooks on me. Yeah, yeah. But, but you, I, I knew about sex before that. I don't know when I first... I feel like maybe it wasn't you. What? How dare? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like the internet was a thing and all my friends I haven't stuff. had the sex talk with Odie. You don't need to. I think I should. I think she I think probably knows. I, I do love the sex talk. I'm really good at it. Maybe. She definitely. What she's would you seen say? Game of Thrones. How do you sum she it up? Has seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, God, if that's what you think sex is, we're in a bit of trouble. <gasps> do you not remember me? Like sex I've, education. She's watched that. I vividly remember locking you in the car and you were trying to get out and we were talking about how you. You were allowed to touch your body, but no one else could without your permission. Do you remember that conversation, the consent conversation? No. I had to wait till we were travelling at high speeds to have all my conversations with this one. <laughs> she already knew, it turns out. Well, I can't believe that you glared about sex because of Olivia Newton-John. I did. That's really great. Hi, gay. <laughs> I just say that sound effect. <laughs> Is perfect, I think, for Olivia. For the it's Queen a of Xanadu. It is. Yeah. Speaking of Queen of Xanadu, uh, Beyonce released, just for us, a remix 
are you okay? Like I am okay. Uh, I, I also want to say For a man who's on set filming this scene, like he's so busy, so, so busy, can't answer, to, can't be doing, got to be recording the podcast at midnight. Can't, you've been fucking getting some pop culture news to me before I've been reading it. I have. <laughs> I'm awake at odd times because of the shoot. <laughs> and also, come on. So t- tell me, talk me through when you saw this. What's happened? If Okay, what's happened is that Beyonce has released a remix of Break My Soul now currently the US number one single, mm. uh, her first in 14 years, by the way. And it the remix is called the Queen's Remix and it mixes it up with Vogue. And at first, Were you okay? At Were first, you okay? I, th- I assumed logically... I wish I had the goat scream on a button. I've, I've, really, <laughs> <laughs> I've asked for this so many I times. I can just do it live. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, really. so, so you read that there is a Vogue... <laughs> <laughs> so what was my reaction? That there is a Vogue remix of Break My Soul. What was your reaction? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now I'm lying on the cold, hard ground. That <laughs> <laughs> was my reaction. But I thought at first this is just some gay. It's me. It's someone like me has done this. Yeah. Someone like me with a little bit more time and a lot of access to Garage Band. Then I realised, no. No. Beyonce herself, mm. in conjunction with the authorization of Madonna, mm. Queen of Pop, mm. have 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 put this together. Yeah. I was I was staggered. But the rap bit is what's really captured my soul. Like I think about this in the shower. I think about it at three a.m. Like I think about it today. I thought about I thought about less today because I was thinking a lot about Olivia. But the the rap. So obviously the original rap. Greta Garbo and Monroe, Dietrich and DiMaggio, Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean, on the cover of a magazine. Grace Kelly, hollow Jean, picture of a beauty queen. Jean Kelly, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, dance on air. They had style, they had grace. Rita Hayworth gave good face. Lauren, Catherine, latitude. Let Betty Davis, we love you. Ladies with the latitude, attitude. Fellas that were in the mood, don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Strike a pose, there's nothing to it. Which was all white women. And men. And, yep, also white. Beyonce done her own version of the Vogue rap. And it is with divas and activists and ex-rappers and, mm-hmm. and Kelly. and. Oh, see, I thought she'd excluded rappers, which explained why Nicki Minaj and Cardi B weren't Nicki on Minaj there. is there. Is she? She okay. acknowledges Nicki later. This was why I was saying to you, this is some pretty political shit. Okay. Like, there would have been... Wars have had less discussion over than what would have happened around this the rap. So basically she's done the rap and she's put it together with black famous black women, iconic black women of music. Yeah. Was Erica Badu in there? Yes. Okay. Um Lauren Hill was in there, Roberta Flack, Janet Jackson, Missy Elliott, Diana, Ross, Grace Jones twice, Aretha, Santi Gold, Nina Simone, Kelly Rowland, a later on Alicia Keys, Rihanna, Token. Oh, Emma's convinced there's something there. Of course there's beef because it was a long-held rumour that Jay-Z had an affair with Rihanna around the Ponder Replay era. Mm. And that was why she ended up leaving Murder, Inc. Because Beyonce's like, you, you, she cannot be part of this record company. Okay. And Rihanna ended up leaving Murder, Inc. allegedly with not much money. There's always been the rumour. She's made it back now. And they've never collabed. They're never together anywhere. Mm -hmm. She was very famously, her biggest hit was with her husband's record label. Okay. So Riri got a mention right down the bottom, right down the end with Alicia Keys, Michelle Williams, Whitney Houston. Lizzo. Lizzo was very happy about it. Oh, she was so cute. (laughs) I remember when 
I was telling my friend's mom what my major in college was gonna be. And I told her I was gonna major in music performance and she laughed in my face. She said, music performance? Like Beyonce? And laughed in my face. Only have one thing to say. <laughs> Nicki Minaj and a liar. No Cardi B, no Megan Thee Stallion, no Mariah Carey. Well, Megan Thee Stallion, she was on that track. Savage, right? Where's Gaga? Gaga's white. Yeah, but... Come on. Madonna's in the song. She's white. You said no Shaka Khan either. No Shaka Khan. That is full on. Is Donna Summer there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, did she say Donna? Well, she samples her on the album. She does not mention Donna Summer. And also Robin, who sang Show Me Love, which she also samples. But maybe she thinks the sound. Kaylee's didn't get a mention. Oh, that's not surprising. <gasps> oh, that's kicked off so much. The beehive has tried to destroy Kaylee's and Kaylee's. Brandy. No, Brandy. It's just interesting that she's bothered. It's kind of exclusion by not really meaning to, but. And she said Grace Jones twice. She could have fit someone in there. But yeah. it's an interesting it's an interesting choice to make to single out some women and not others mm-hmm. because there's so many. I'm surprised she did that. It's a bit high schooly. Yeah. And I always thought that she was a bit beyond that. Don't you think? Yeah. I, uh, and Mariah is like, you said Grace Jones twice. I know. Wouldn't you have just said Mimi once? But you'd have to assume... Why not Mariah? Well, because... Come on! Maybe she's... She was Beyonce. She was the first Beyonce. Her and Whitney were, like, lay, lay the path for Beyonce's career. I um, know. Look, you were in trouble even... when you start composing a list. I agree. That's why I'm, I'm... It's wild that she's done it. Anyway, you're saying the album's grown on you. Okay, yes. I know. I feel like I have to officially recant. Because okay. it's really troubled me this past week. Yeah, you said that. You wanted to, like, do an emergency podcast I broadcast. did. I did. I said, I've no, just you been can feeling wait. terrible. <laughs> Because I said, I think I said my final score was three point seven five. Yeah, I'm shocked. I think it's at least a four. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're only you wanted to do a whole no, new recording? No, I'm going to say I'm to now going to say four. I'm going to say because you know what it is, and I've really thought about it. Like Lizzo's hit me right from the start because Lizzo goes for big melody, and and it just works on me. Big pop hooks, big melody, and Beyonce's album is not about melody so much. Um, but tell you what, those those rhymes and lyrics she's got going and the mixing from song into song, it's really the got under my mixing? skin. The no, it's the transitions. What, it? yeah. transitions. So what was Michael talking about with his oh. DJ? Oh, yeah, that's I am a professional DJ, it's true. I played one on screen. Beat mixing, yes, I did learn how to beat mix, but anyway, that's not what I'm talking <laughs> oh about. Oh, my God. Because the other stop, thing that she does a lot... Stop, reset that, please. You can't just... This is a conversation we had out. You were not recording at the time. You'll oh, have to, sorry. You'll have to let everyone know why you know about beat mixing. I played an 80s DJ in the first season of the Newsreader and there was a real DJ Dex there with vinyl and to make it look convincing, I mean, I was only on screen for one second, I had to learn how to beat mix. Did you have to? <laughs> like, to. whose call was that? That's like I had to do a choreographed dance to, into the groove at my wedding. I had to. Anyway... I, meant full method. The songs on um, Renaissance or Renaissance. 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 They've really grown on me. And it was in, when we did last week, there was a there was a, there's a trio from Cuffet to Energy to Break My Soul that I used to love. It's really spread out now. I love them all. I love a- Alien Superstar. I love Cozy. I love Church Girl. I love Summer Renaissance. I'm I, I and I'm addicted to it. I can't stop listening to it. I'm not listening to Lizzo as much. I'm mean, gonna still love it, but Renaissance. I, I'm, I, I want to officially 
give it at least three quarters of a star more. Wow. Mm. Someone call Beyonce. She can exhale. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll add me to her rap. <laughs> wow. I get I wish there was one for high white as well, but I couldn't find the button. <laughs> Madonna's on there. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we're going to go away. We're going to come back and Chella's going to be wrapped about the next topic because Michael sent me a tweet and it, uh. and it literally <laughs> and it literally changed my life. <laughs> so Chella might have been thinking the thrush conversation was a low point. No. <laughs> That's next. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Right, you, because he's so busy on set, like he's so busy, he's got no time in his life. He's just fucking, God, I am flat out. Managed to send me not only ONJ, Beyonce, also sent me a tweet. You instinctively thought, I'm going to send that to M. Yeah, I was scrolling. Yeah. I see a lot of weird shit on Twitter when yeah. I scroll. Yeah. And there was just something about this one from the account Fesshole, which... <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm going to warn everyone, things are about to get very graphic, okay? So you need to just out of your Olivia Newton-John grief and come on a journey. Come on a journey. Okay. Okay, go. The tweet reads... <laughs> Jella, phrase. Yeah, I know, she is, she's gripping her forehead. She's, she play, she's pretending as though she's writing something important, but it's just... She's she just, just needs tweet, Michael to plus distract M. herself. <laughs> Okay. She's sweaty. Here she's, we go. She's got her leggings oh, on. Oh, just hurry up. <laughs> Tweet is from the 6th of August. It's very fresh. And it says, I have sexual synesthesia, meaning I have small visual hallucinations during sex. Often these are just waves of colour, but sometimes I see whole scenes. I haven't told the other half because how do I explain that while he's giving me his all, I'm seeing a cartoon of some ducks. So for some reason, some higher force thought, get this one to M. <laughs> I mean, maybe I was thinking content, but the, I think there was more driving it than that. And then I sent it, silence for a little bit. And then. <laughs> and then I said, I read, the, I read it. And then I just felt like a spotlight got switched on. I'm like, I felt like, I don't know, like the most nichest, corner, weirdest thing that is like, and I would never speak it out loud. Why would I ever speak this out loud? And I speak everything out loud. And I'm like, and I text you back in capital letters, oh, my God, Michael, I just had to sit down. And I did sit down. I didn't take a photo, but I did sit down. <laughs> this happens to me. This happens to me during sex. I, I run far, far away. I, like, I totally leave my body. But I can still, like, enjoy the sex. This isn't a dissociation thing. <laughs> the first time this happened to me was with my my first boyfriend. And I just, we were like, we were, <laughs> sorry, Chella. We were going for it. And while we were going for it, my mind instantly, like a chook, chooks in a yard just came vividly into my mind, just chooks in a yard. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? Chooks, stop it. Stop it. And, and the more I tried to get rid of it, and it was so vivid, I could smell the hay. And then as soon as we were finished, it was gone. And then from that <laughs> to moment... To confirm, you were not in a barn. No, we were just time. in his bedroom. That's good. At least you weren't in the back alley beside the Irish pub because that was a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> that 
was how I lost my virginity, gang. And I can't remember if that happened then. But ever since, I've <laughs> never had sex without a visual hallucination during. This is wild. And I just thought it was to do with my brain and because I'm quite creative and then, you know, with the ADHD stuff, it makes sense because there's a side quest and I can't focus. Even during sex, I can't focus. So you never thought it's just what everyone experiences? I don't know that I... I just... You never turned to a man and said, well, I saw ducks. What did you see? <laughs> and he's like, but it's oh, weird. a small calf. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't... I, I find myself trying to control what I'm seeing because sometimes I want something a bit sexier than yeah, someone look, laying an egg. Yeah, I sexy than some hay. Why? Why is it always the... But, but sometimes it's just... Sometimes it's vivid colours that sing. Like a gay men's choir. Like it'll just be like red, green, yellow. It's like this this harmonised singing with colour streaks in my brain while I'm having sex. And like one time it was me driving like really fast in a car, just like around and around and around in a circle. Usually barnyard animals. But it has happened every (laughs) single time. And I didn't know it was a thing. Like what do you think about during sex? Are you there? Did you, do you not, in like... The, yeah, best case scenario, yes. Like, ideally and often, yes. Like, you're... So what's your brain doing as the, as the, as it's, as, as the sex is happening, what's your brain doing? What's it saying to you? If everything's going well, right. you're, you're focusing on the most attractive part of your... What? Um, ...partner. What? <laughs> that... You say this, like, it's so shocking. Is that what happens to everyone? Well, I, well, I'm saying... I want when, people to understand my restraint that I'm not asking my daughter. When everything is that... that. She's just leaned away from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did sing a whole song about how I... No, okay. Can, yeah, look. <laughs> so I was just pal- palate cleansing that thought. Yeah, go. Right. I suspect that most people would say there are times where you have to draw on some sort of, you know... When do you say you're looking at the most attractive aspect of the person you're having? What Look, do you mean? I don't think it's appropriate you're looking to get at, it. Well, whatever you find, like it could be different based on different people. Or what different... about when you're shutting your eyes? What do you see? <laughs> Not chooks. <laughs> it's true. I can't recall a time I have ever been close to orgasm and it's been propelled by seeing chicken. Oh, my God. This no. is crazy. No, you're normally thinking about either the situation you're in, the person that you're with, or another sexual situation that you've been in or something like that. What? Or would want to be in. Nah, for me, it is always a scene, something, something strange. And the least sexy slice of cheese in the fridge. Really? Yeah, something like really toothpaste squeezed in the middle. Your sexual obsession with Mufasa is making a lot more sense. Has he drifted in? <laughs> nah. Okay. No. So he's probably too conventionally sexy. But it, they're always... <laughs> <laughs> Everything the light touches. <laughs> oh, I'm in the light. Move faster. Um, no. But then do you ever focus on your partner? Nah. <laughs> Hang on. So you're never... Is there something I should tell Scott before this goes to air? Well... Is look, this weird? I don't know. I, maybe I'd be keen to get his response. You're never should looking at him. Should I ring all my exes him. like I've got an STI and I've got to tell him? I mean, I suppose... The distinction is, right. is are these visions... Not because I'm bored. ...something that happens... Because I'm bonkers. ...because you're close to achieving climax, or are well, they something that propels that you to the ducks? Right. I'm Googling sexual to, synthesis. We just need to yeah. be really clear about this. Are you turned on by ducks? That's right. 
Um, why is your microphone so fucking loud? Because it should be. I'm <laughs> turning you down. Sexual synesthesia. What if I Google image it? What do you think will come up? Sexual synesthesia is the umbrella term for a range of experiences whereby stimulation of one sense induces automatic involuntary sensory perceptions elsewhere. Yeah, because I can I can see colours and taste flavours. I do know that... I mean, I, I can taste colours and see flavours. Definitely there have been times where you have referred to a colour, like you're saying someone looks very green or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I can tell. I can see smell. If you said a celebrity, I can tell you how they smell. I can see smell. Mm. I just know. Mm. But do you not see... Do you not, like... Can you not taste colour? Give you no. se- okay. I sexual can't. and romantic synesthesia. During the sexual trance, orgasm and affectionate moments with their significant other, some people perceive colours, shapes, patterns, objects and whole barnyard scenes. I'm clicking in. It's just a little orgasm colour. It's a much wider phenomenon. It induces can be either orgasm itself or sexual activity in general. Okay. During the sexual... Yeah. Because sometimes I've been kissing someone I'll think about, I don't know, like an apple muesli bar or something. But I just thought it's got shit focus. Mm. I've never been with someone and been with them. Like I'm off in Oz, you know? Okay. Yeah. Is, is that a good sign though maybe? Maybe like. Do you think? Maybe you feel so comfortable with them you're happy to like let go. Look, I, I don't know. This I... subject is still understudied. Well. <laughs> I'm just what does Zac Efron like? smell like? Oh, He's no, got, okay, I don't want to know. Zac I don't want to know. Like, not go back to yeast. No, but he would have. He would. He would have like a like a two day old bread that's been washed down with beer. Like smell. He no, would. Yeah, no, yeah. he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Slightly no, stale wouldn't. bread soaked He's in so beer. He's so put together. Slightly stale bread with soaked beer. Yeah, but it's very put on the put togetherness. I think he would like he would have a weird smell, and he'd have Red Bull coming out his pores. Surely Chris Hemsworth smells like surf wax. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. No, he smells like Cool Water by Davidoff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. Chris Hemsworth smells like like old school, like he'd wear polo. He'd wear like a traditional mask perfume, cologne. And he'd smell a little bit like the sea because he's always in the sea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And probably... A bit of timber? Yeah. Nah, nah, Some wood nah, 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 nah. Mark Ruffalo smells like timber. But can I confirm? Yeah. You don't ever use your imagination to like... Flowers opening their petals. Yes. Stone fruits. Other elements, trees, waterfalls. Yes, the scenes are random and do not have a sexual theme. I'm normal. But what's, but what, pray tell? Sometimes like, the images have say, a cartoon, yes. You're not, so what? these things like stone fruit and ducks. Yeah. Like what's in your spank bank? Nothing. Well, you got to, like, so what happens when you, what, what happens if you. I don't have a spank bank. Right, okay. I don't, what's in your spank bank? What's no, in your spank bank, Zac Efron? Various happy memories or... Ew! People what do you mean happy memories? memories? What do you mean? Ew! Like, you know, you're like... Taking your mum to see Andre Rio and John just, Farnham or whoever no, it was. No, obviously. <laughs> what do you mean various... That was so weird. <laughs> happy memories. Like, you know, bank. you've stored, like, the best sexual experiences oh, if you had to sexy recall. Memories. Yeah, sexy memories. I don't or, have a spank bank. Really? Nah. Well, what happens when you want to like? 
I don't know. Masturbate. I what happens? Do. This is, I can't believe we're having this conversation in front of your daughter. Why? Not only that, in re- rec- I don't know. Masturbation it's good. is fine, Marcella. It's normal. You just do. Okay. But you I don't, don't visualise anything. You no. just wait for the ducks to appear. <laughs> it's not ducks, it's shorts. <laughs> Respect my process, please. Can I just say, my mum. Her iPhone ringtone is the sound of ducks. And now, whenever that happens, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna look straight to M and think she is probably it turn me on. Don't turn. Don't make this weird. She is gonna Daily Mail uh, ducks turn on M. You Rossiano. are making this weird, okay? Not me. And that is a strange occurrence. Okay. I am not. Let's make the distinction. Okay, yeah. I am not turned. I'm turned on by Vikings. Okay. I'm turned oh, well, there on, we go. But I don't. I don't like. Oh, I want to masturbate. I'm going to think about Ragnar. That's not how it works. And women I don't think, like men. I think it does work for some. Oh, we need. We need a poll. I think for some women they might imagine a Viking. Okay. Huh? Yeah, I feel like women are more likely to imagine that during sex with a long-term partner or someone they're not really into. I think that's when we imagine other people, Mm-mm. not so much to get us in the mood. And when Harry met Sally, remember, her, her sex fantasy was the faceless man that comes in and tears off all their clothes. My sex fantasy is just like sleeping through the night and, and getting up at a nice hour and going for a walk. Hot. That's my sex fantasy. <laughs> 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 I'm not sexually attracted to chooks or ducks or cars or gay men singing as rainbows, okay? They just appear for me when I am having sex. Mm-hmm. I am sexually attracted to Vikings and, like, uh, a bit. I'm a bit sexually attracted to Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sexually attracted to, who else am I sexually attracted to, Chella? Well-groomed. I can Italian say Wogs. Man. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you can say Wogs because you are Wog. I love a put together Wog. <sighs> I love a Viking. Davide. You are a liar. Yeah, Davide. I love a Viking if they're Anglo Saxon. If they're European, they must be well groomed. I cannot have a, a European Viking. Different standards, okay. Absolutely. So Anglo Saxon can be hairy as hell. Yep. Europeans very well groomed. Immaculate, wow. stunning. Wow. Yep. Jamie Outlander. Jamie from Outlander. Ooh, yes! Oh, yeah, men in skirts. Men in skirts turn me on. How has this just become there? What turns them on? Oscar, oh my God, I was talking about this. Because we're talking about um, Brad Pitt and what Christine and I, who is a uh, writer with Michael, um, were talking about. Marcella's working on five bedrooms. <laughs> The TV show. Yeah, I like how restrained you were about that in your post, and now you've just completely let the game wow. back. We were talking about what we thought about Brad Pitt in his skirt moment, mm. and we didn't really it's love the, the wrinkled linen vibe, but no. we said Oscar Isaac pulled it off. But I mean, oh, he did. He pulled off the skirt. Can I just say something about Brad Pitt? Just quietly. He's gotten so old. Just, no, that's fine. Like, do you know how some just just between us? We can talk under the cone of silence. You know, sometimes men get to a certain age and maybe their testosterone levels drop, I don't know, but they start to look like middle-aged women. Yeah, that was a GQ too. Like Paul McCartney, Steve Tyler, Brad Pitt. Oh, no. Tom Cruise. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Do you know that look I mean? They look like Judy who makes lamingtons for the CWA every week. You know, they've got a short hair, sensible, they're thin. They wear a rubber sole shoe with a zip. You know those ones? Brad Pitt's turning uh, into Judy from the CWA. Uh, no, no disrespect. No you tell you what, when he made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he was still hot. I sent you the GQ shots and you didn't respond, so okay. anyway. Says it all. They weren't good. 
I don't know what just happened, but we went from grieving an icon <laughs> to him having to at least five times confirm she's not sexually attracted to ducks. And that's why you all listen to this very podcast. All right, everybody, I'm, I'm exhausted. Surely episode title, Fuck a Duck. <laughs> I am not sexually attracted to ducks. <laughs> Bye, Michael. Episode title Quack Quack Come. <laughs> I mean, you're both fucking wrong. It's cock a doodle do. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Say goodbye, Michael Lucas. Bye. This is Insulation. All right, well, tell us fine after that. Don't worry, she's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> do, any, do any of you have sexual synesthesia? Do you have synesthesia in general? Just all these things I didn't know. You know, as a kid I could see music, I can taste colours, and I just I didn't know. I mentioned it a couple of times I got laughed at. But it's nice to know that it's kind of like it is. It is my, I'm Captain Planet. It's my superpower. Hey, I want to let you know that tomorrow my incredible chat with psychiatrist and ADHD coach and specialist Dr. Perry Mandanis will be out coming up Friday morning. First thing, it's a wonderful chat. You're going to love it. Make sure you've got your notes app open or whatever you do to take to remember things. We discuss everything from ADHD and menopause and menstruation to if you should get diagnosed at all, how you should get diagnosed, how you can support your kids. We cover everything you asked me to cover. I took all your questions and threw them at this glorious man and he answered them all. So that chat is coming out tomorrow on Spotify. You'll be able to hear it. And if you're listening to this, it's, it's already out. You can go back and do it. So enjoy that. Thanks for being here this week. Don't forget to check out our socials. Chella's been killing it on the TikTok videos, but we put them on Instagram. I'm not going to make you go over to TikTok. Oh, my goodness. Although Odie has started on this new thing called Be Real, and it's the new TikTok where they're trying to discourage, you know, people posing and people putting this unrealistic lifestyle online because it's causing a lot of mental health issues because people only put the highlights reel up. So Be Real is an app where there's like a timer set or you get an alert and the app says you have to take a photo with your front-facing camera and your back-facing camera right now. No matter what, no matter how unglamorous it is, it's just got to be everyday Be Real life. And Odie's been doing this. So I keep seeing her, like, she, all of a sudden her phone will ping and she's on a mad dash to, like, not be sitting on the toilet. So um, I think I'm going to investigate it. You know, I love to get involved in a new social media trend and it sounds like there's very little effort involved. TikTok is a lot. But for me, be real, if I just have to like take a photo of where I am front and back camera, I can do that. I like that. Don't worry about that. Go to our Instagram, at Emsolation Podcast. Make sure you're on board for the newsletter and um, just do all the things to be a part of this wonderful community. The Facebook group as well, always great. Have a fantastic week ahead. Hang on a minute. I said the wrong thing. The episode's not coming out Friday. It's coming out Monday. <laughs> I, I hope you hung around. I hope you hung around. Dr. Perry is coming out on Monday. Not tomorrow, not Friday. Wow. Even the outro is a roller coaster today. I'm not going to go back and do it because I, I can't. Because Elio's here at the studio. It's a whole thing. The ADHD... Special emsolation conversation is coming out Monday morning. Okay, I don't even know what date that is. Monday the 12th, 13th, Monday the 15th of August. Okay. Oh mate, if you got here, if you lasted all the way here, if you're still here, you deserve that chat. I'm proud of you. I would have phased out a long time ago. All right. 
chat soon. Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus a Occasional offer shelf installs and flat pack wrangling from M's Dad Vinci. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators of the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.